You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Family, friends, fans, and foes, it's time for another episode of Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today in the podcast, but before we get to the podcast, you know what you gotta do, hit us up on all the social media outlets, if you could go to the Twitter, at TNWPod, and give us a follow there, or hit us up on the Instagram, and uh, at uh, at Talking Wrestling Podcast, at Instagram.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, backslash Talkin' Wrestling. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us a favorable review, five-star rating. We would appreciate that. So go hit us up over there on iTunes. Uh, we are also on Spotify. We are on Spotify, and you can check us out on Spotify. But while you're over on Spotify, give me, Casey Corbin, a follow, and uh, check out one of my four albums that are on there. Uh, yeah, that would be great. That would be if that's not a Christmas gift to me, then do it for your New Year's resolution. How about that? Uh, not only that, uh, we are wherever popular podcasts are found. I, I probably have missed one or two of the social media places because I'm a little rusty, to be honest. Uh, I've been on away on vacation and uh, get some rest and uh, making some other podcast appearances. Uh, you might have heard me, heard me on uh, Monday Night Beers. Uh, with Vince Averill, or you might have heard me on We Watch Wrestling with uh, my buddy Vince Averill as well. So, um, yeah, so if you haven't, go back, maybe check out those shows as well. Um, but with that said, uh, it's time uh, to meet my uh, my good buddy, my co-host, uh, the man who loves cinnamon toast, the man with the most, more than six feet away, uh, all the way in Mississauga today, uh, please welcome for my good buddy, Reese Turner. Oh, buddy, how are you? I- I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, I would like to say that I'm nice and suntanned from coming back from sunny California, but uh, I was there when it rained, and it only happens once every 10 years. Nice. So the rain. That's what they call you. They call you the rainmaker. I I was I was the rainmaker for a night. That's what they call you. You know, I didn't want to. I don't. You know, this is a well-known thing about Casey. Casey is known as the rainmaker. Uh, yes. Of, of, of comedy. Of Canadian comedy. Economy. He he is the rainmaker. Yes, I do. Sometimes I make it drizzle, and other times I make it pour. <laughs> Sometimes it's... torrential downpour, monsoon season. Oh yeah. This piece. Yeah, they call me the monsoon gorilla. So mm, that's right. Wait a minute, that sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, how you been? How are, how are things holding up here? Uh, good, you know, good. You know, holidays is the holidays. Yeah, beautiful time, the holiday time. Yeah, you know, it was. I, it's uh, yeah. we come back up here. I had a show. My show's canceled, so uh, wow. I've got a lot of time to spend uh, watching wrestling, as well as I'm really into. I just, I uh, I just crushed or uh, the mayor of Kin. King Town, is that it? Okay. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's with uh, Jeremy Renner from yeah. Hawkeye. 
not from yeah. Mash, but the other Hawkeye. And uh, <laughs> and then I also watched the first episode of Boba Fett, and that Ooh. was amazing. Okay. And I also binged three seasons of Succession in Succession. And I'll tell like you, that. it's very repetitive. This is what I like. Listen, I've got some friends who are huge friends of uh, fans of that show, Succession. Yeah, I tried to watch it, and I'm like, I hate rich people. Why do I want to watch a show about the shittiest of rich people? Well, the the show, the shittiest of rich people, is called Arrested Development, and it's hilarious. No, 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 no. They weren't shitty people. They were good people, just misunderstood. Oh, I found my my <laughs> review of Succession is. It's Arrested Development, but as a drama. Oh, it's white-collar crime. The dad hates his family. Uh, they all suck up to the dad because they all want the power. They're yeah. the same, even the siblings all match out. Even Cousin Greg, that's Buster. You know? Uh, that's amazing. It's, it's, uh, it's, but yet it's funny in its own right, and it was okay. But yeah. as you watch them one after another after another with no spacing, it's just like, mm-hmm. what episode am I on? It's just a blur. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. how many times is Kendall going to try to kill his dad, and how much of the overuse of the word, <laughs> of the word "kill"? Do you just kill him? You just kill him? You just kill this? Like, you know, it's. Uh, yeah. But Too ever, much. But I will say, you you're sitting at home saying, "What does this succession have to do with wrestling?" Here's the tie-in. Uh, Kieran Culkin is a huge wrestling fan. And uh, I imagine when he read that first script, he said, holy shit, you're not going to believe this, Mac. I get to be the million-dollar man and fuck over a kid in a baseball game and then rip up a million-dollar check in front of his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, you couldn't get any... The only way he could have been any more Ted DiBiase is if Virgil was somewhere in the scene in the background trying to be an extra. He fucking might have been. We he, don't know that. He might have been. He might have been. Very well might have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Craziness. So so that was that's basically what I... Oh, yeah, and I went to Los Angeles, and I got to see Alcatraz, and I got to see the Golden Gate Bridge, and I went to Chinatown and got in some big trouble, and I went to Metallica oh, twice. So big trouble in Little China. Town. I, told you to stay out of I I went into Chinatown and I ate there and it was delicious. Um, and the Metallica shows were great. Uh, the best was uh, the second night the fire alarm went on, went went off before the concert was about to start. And I was like, "All right, I ain't fucking moving. Let's Great White this motherfucker." You know, <laughs> like it's not the same venue as Great White, but there are many more. I, I knew where my closest ex- exit was. And uh, and I wasn't going there, baby. Nobody was going anywhere. They're like, <laughs> a fire alarm has been sounded. Uh, please exit the arena. I was like, well, why don't you go check which fucking fire alarm it was and then see. Suck my dick, robot. I'm dying in here. Yeah. And then see who's wearing the blue paint and then uh. fucking tell them to get the fuck out, you know. So anyways, it's on. You can watch these Metallica 40 concerts on Amazon Prime. Or a Prime, if you have the Prime uh, screening thing. And uh, it's so funny because the second concert of the second night starts off with the fire alarm. And it's like, please exit the building. Please. And then 
And then the lights go down, and everybody just starts cheers. I'm like, all right, I guess we we, we fixed it. So, uh, and the concert just started. So, turns out, and it was amazing. Um, yeah. So, anyways, so much wrestling. Because not only is this last week's or two weeks that we've missed the wrestling, this is the year in review. This is yeah. the, 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 the go-home show of the year. Usually, we in the past, it's been called the Festive Best of, and it's been a clip episode of the best clips over the year. However, the format of the show has changed drastically since last year. So I think it's just best, since we usually like doing lists, just to do a list of our top 10 favorite matches and maybe... You know, a couple of people who right? a couple of people who we think might be the best wrestlers of this past year. So, yeah, so it's all about twenty twenty one. This best is all about twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, with that said, before we even get into it, Tony Storm, uh, the the latest uh, release of the WWE. Uh, I hope she's released from the NXT roster and not the Raw roster. I don't know which one it will be, but I've. I hope she shows up in AEW in 30 days rather than 90 days because, uh-huh. uh, look, at, I'm not saying I want every wrestler that gets out of the WWE to go to AEW, but I do think the weakest part of AEW is the women's wrestling that they have. They Nothing wrong. Like, right they, now, yeah. Like right now, better. they need to improve that more and more. And yeah, Tony they brought in Mercedes Martinez last night. Exactly, which was great. You know, she's great. Uh, bringing in Ruby Soho has been great because they've yeah. made her better than the WWE could have ever made her. I never even liked her in the WWE. And now I, I love her. Pretty cool. I thought she was pretty cute. And now you can get Tony Storm. Are you freaking kidding me? This, this, you know, they have to do it. I hope they do it. Um, because Tony Storm versus Britt Baker is a moneymaker. They should just call her Moneymaker Baker uh, because uh, she's had a fantastic year. And, uh, yeah, so let's just get into this. Yeah. And let's uh, give me uh, – th- no, we're not – I don't think we should debate which ones are better because I just think this is like – I feel like talking like Lars, but I just think <laughs> that this is like a celebration of – what we think are the 10 best matches of the year. I agree. We can, if you want at the end after like, we can, we can alternate our picks and at the end we can be like, okay, this is a solid list. If we, if you feel like altering any of yours based on the arguments we make, cool. Yeah. But if not yeah, no stress, no stress. No, no, definitely. All right. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to do your number 10 match first or should I do my number 10 match first? I kind of want uh, I kind of want you to go first. Okay. So my number 10 match first. Um, now, there was a lot of controversy about the end, but as far as I'm not going to let the end ruin the match. I thought the match was amazing in itself, yeah. and I absolutely loved it because – uh, it was more War Games than War Games was. So my number 10 is the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. And I have no problem with MJF throwing Jericho off the top because Jericho never does bumps like that. And it doesn't bother me that they were cardboard boxes. Look at 
Jericho is not Shane McMahon. He's not Mick Foley. He's Chris Jericho, yeah. and he doesn't take bumps like that. And if he wants to cheat his way, the guy is fucking almost 50 years old. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't have him taking bumps that 20-year-olds taking. So if they're going to put him boxes there, I'm fine with it because the rest of the match was fantastic and is way better and way more war games than the actual war games they do in NXT. I agree, 100%. That's a great match. Great match, yeah. And I love all those guys in the match, too. Like, you know. Great pick. Great pick for number 10. Blood and guts. So that is my number number, uh, 10. You're going to notice a theme about my list, I think. Uh, But uh, match number 10 uh, of my favorite top matches of 2021 was Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston in October. Yeah. Great I really match. loved the shit out of that match. Just like when you look at Daniel Bryan's chest after it, it was like hamburger. It's like they, they were, it was a strong style match. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was amazing. What a, what a fucking great ending. Eddie Kingston kind of had the stone cold finish where he just went out, but not before he flipped uh, Brian Danielson, the bird. And then he's out. You know what I mean? I thought that was a great fucking finish. That's my number 10. Brian Danielson. You know what? Fucking great match. Um, You know, it's like if one thing has been great this year, it's been the emergence of Eddie Kingston. Fucking right. I love that, man. I think everybody loves Eddie Kingston. You know, like two guys that work so hard on the indies that have had really breakthrough years. Yeah. Luke Gage and Eddie Kingston. And the one difference between the two is Luke Gage kind of got his got his he got his episode of Dark Side. He came yeah. in AC he, he, he came in a couple of weeks at AEW and yeah. wrestled some big matches. But the thing with Eddie Kingston is when he came, he came to stay. He's not yeah. going back to the Indies. You know, no, he's going to be in now. AEW here. He he's legit. He's awesome. Uh, yep. You know, and uh, I think this the, the funny thing is, is the list is going to be fairly repetitive because there are a lot of guys that just had really fucking great years. Yeah. And just I really and I but I really tried to like, you know, I tried to not be so biased because I honestly could have filled this whole tent out with just AEW. AEW? Yes, easily. I could have because easily because there were so many good AEW matches, but I tried to throw a little love to WWE as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I like this list, man. My top ten is, is is a solid list for me, anyway. I fucking love it. It's my top ten. Uh, what's your number nine? Well, my number nine. All right. Yeah. So my number nine is um, again. You're going to see there are a lot of guys or girls or people on this list that have repetitive uh, matches, or they've like they they have more than one match on here. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, and so, um, so, anyways, uh, my number nine match is um, from Crown Jewel for me, uh, yeah. Edge versus uh, Seth Rollins in the Hell in the Cell. Even though I did not like the Hell in the Cell that they used, I really thought it was a good match and might have been the only good match on that card. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I don't really re- re- remember too many details of that match myself. Uh, 
The Crown Jewel pay-per-views are pay-per-view I tend to miss. Well, as, as you know, and rightfully so. Like, you know what? It's the one that most people – I just sort of wake up and watch it. The, oh, it's on in the daytime, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always stumble across it. But that was yeah. the match that caught, that was you know, that was really good. And besides, you know, I look at this year and Edge came back this year and then yeah. fucking Christian came back this year. And both guys I've loved forever. And they, and both, they both had back. great years, you yeah, know. Both were in, you know, the title pitcher or had the titles or had more than one title, you know. And, uh, you know, despite not like – I think the best thing about wrestling this year is the crowds coming back. But I think we've had a great year of wrestling and there's so much to celebrate. And, uh, you know, so so when like, you know, this is uh, – again – and It's a good pick. Again, my my list is is AEW heavy as well. Yeah. Um, I like there's just so. But it's like, funny. It's funny that your number nine pick is a WWE pick. Yeah. Because I went the same. My number nine is a WWE pick as well. Well, you know, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be fifty fifty, but it's probably gonna be more sixty forty. So okay, for me, you anyway, know. you could okay. even do seventy thirty, and I wouldn't even I argue have. with that. Yeah, I don't even know. I might have. So, <laughs> so 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 that's, that's my good. number um number nine good pick all right my number nine uh was a history making match uh i like my opinion because they were fucking amazing uh and it <clears throat> and it was in front of the first live wwe crowd of the year and that was bianca belair versus sasha banks oh yeah well that's your so that's your number that's, that's your number... number nine Okay, cool. I really enjoyed it. I, I like Bianca Belair a lot. I love that she, uh, you know, she gets her, her moment. She gets the hair whip. Uh, and, like, I don't know. It was funny. I loved it. I, I, I enjoyed that match a lot. That's my number nine pick. You don't even have to tell. I agree. That is definitely on the list. It's higher on my list than it is yours. But, like I said, it's just like you could take these fucking lists and just shake them all up, and then, and then that would be the I new formation. So. I don't yeah, I think, think so. like – like to me, um, that is like my number four. That That's I thought that was four, the right? I thought that was the best women's match of the year, and uh, yeah. and, and it's it it made um, it made what's her name uh, Bianca Belair as far as I'm concerned, and uh, it was just such a great match, and it really stood out on that first night. And yeah. to be honest, it might have been the best match of that WrestleMania, but. Hmm. The triple good, threat, good. the triple threat with with. Well, we're not talking about that stuff yet. Let's not talk about that stuff yet, Casey. Let's but talk about your number eight pick instead. What do you got for number eight? Number eight. Okay, so number eight for me, um, I have uh, again a lot of these matches are repetitive, and I have uh, this is from um, NXT Takeover Takeover Stand and Deliver yeah. the first night. And yeah. this guy's been one of my favorite guys for year for years now since I first seen him wrestle in PWG where he just destroyed uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Walter versus uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. And uh, this match was insane. And, like, Ciampa, uh, Ciampa is, like, he is, as far as NXT goes, takeover goes, he is, like, NXT. Yeah, he's and a guy. He's the guy, but Walter is to me uh, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as far as WWE goes, he's one of the best wrestlers in the WWE. And uh, they don't use him enough. So when he does come in, it's kind of like for me, it's like Brock Lesnar status. Like this is a guy they bring in every now and again. And he just has great match after great match. And this is this is the first time you're seeing him on my list. You're going to see him a little later. So this is uh, the, during Walter versus Champa is is num- my number uh, eight. Okay. My number eight. Uh, it was a three-way dance. Oh boy! Um, it's uh, two. It features two of my favorite performers today. Oh yeah. And one and one that's also you know he's kind of up there, but for different reasons. Uh, so that's Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy at Double or Nothing. Yes, what a I great had match! So much fun watching that match. Uh, watching Pac work, watching him work with Kenny Omega, is fucking. It was it's poetry, and then, and then you throw in. Orange Cassidy, uh, and man, I don't know, it just fucking worked, and it got to showcase a side of Orange Cassidy that has kind of not been played up so much, and that's the fact that Mother can actually go. Yeah, yeah, he re- he wrestled a little more in that match than gimmicked it, you know what I mean? Exactly, and he went, and it was honestly a great time. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Okay, I thought that's you were... That's my number, my number eight. When you said triple threat, it had me... Thinking, uh, thinking of a couple, couple ways, because uh, you know uh, there have well, been many we'll three-way about, dances. I know. Maybe we'll talk about some more further down because I've got some more on my list. Well, okay, because we do. Because there's one that I'm thinking of. Now, wait a minute. Who was this one again? This was uh, oh, Pack, Pack Omega, Omega and Cassidy. Oh yes, right. yes. From uh, from the from uh, well, it was way back in May. Uh, I do believe. Nothing. Yeah. Double or nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Let me see here. Uh, all right. So my um, number seven, I'm just gonna say was. Uh, well, that was good too. Um, my number seven. Yeah. Um, full gear. Again, this risk, this is kind of repetitive with the wrestlers on it, though. But this is the way the year has been. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus uh, CM Punk. Oh, great match! Great match. Uh, to me, it was like this was such a big one. Like the trash talking on the way up, like Eddie Kingston calling him out about who he really is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like holy fuck, is he going to mention Colt Cabana? You know, yeah. like so it great. was. It was tight, and then the the match itself was fucking great, and uh, you know you just like seeing Eddie Kingston wrestle the best in the world. It's just yeah. like yeah, this is where Eddie Kingston belongs, and uh, and CM Punk, you know, uh, what a great year it was for him to come back, and yeah. we should just take a few minutes to appreciate the guy, the CM Punk that. It seems like this guy just comes back and wants to help young talent get over. And I know that was his agenda all along, but I didn't believe it because he's CM Punk, right? Mm -hmm. And he is, like, he's always been kind of a punk and (laughs) all out for himself. But this this punk is very giving. And, uh, giving punk, a Christmas punk. Yeah. You know, Christmas punk, CM punk, Christmas punk. 
Christmas punk. Christmas punk. We should make a shirt. I had an album called Chipmunk Punk one time, <gasps> and uh, it was the Chipmunks, and uh, they were doing punk. They did Billy Joel, so it wasn't really that punk. Um, <laughs> they did yeah. Piano Man by Billy Joel. No, no, it was like, uh, <laughs> you may be right, you may be crazy, but you're not nothing the lunatic I'm looking for. You know yeah, that song? Famous punk song. Famous punk song. That's, uh, <laughs> Garth Brooks would later redo it. Um, so anyways, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. That is my number seven. It's a great seven. Pick. Yeah, nice. My, uh, pick number seven, we have to go all the way back to March. Ooh. Uh, and it's, uh, the first women's main event in AEW history, uh, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Yeah, that is, uh, that is a splendid match. That is definitely, look at, I know people want to talk about uh, Selena Deeb's versus Rio, mm-hmm. but to me, the match, the female match of the year in AEW, is the one that you're talking about with Thunder Rosa and Britt 100%. Baker, and 100%. it was what a blood fest, and yeah. um, yeah. you know, it was yeah, it was just amazing, and uh, what a fantastic match. So yeah, to me, I, honestly, I loved it a lot. To me, second best women's match of the year. But um, yeah, I put uh, Bel Air and Sasha at number one. See, so. I put it above it. I put it as the best women's match of the year because it took some, made it add some color, and there's going to be some great highlight packages to play from that forever. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. nobody, Britt Baker has realized that red equals green. Yeah. Um, She's killing it, buddy. Uh, so. My number six match, am I on yeah. six already? You're on number six. Is also from Full Gear, which was one of my favorite pay-per-views of the it year. It was a fantastic pay-per-view. And it, we're talking uh, two of the hottest stars in wrestling today, Darby Allen, MJF. Like, it, you know, like I would say, does it get any better than these two? And it does because both of these two are higher up on my list later on. <laughs> like MJ, this is MJF's second appearance on my list. He no, might, he, well, no, he has three appearances on my list. You know, wow. Darby Allen has this is his second. No, this is his first appearance on my list. Is it the first one? I think it's the first one. He has another Crazy. one. Chris so, Jericho's my favorite wrestler. And he's not on my list once. So that should speak to the quality of the matches that have happened this year. Oh, speaking of Chris Jericho and how much love we have for him, uh, when I was at the airport in San Francisco having breakfast, uh, guitarist for Fozzie, Rich Ward, was also in the same restaurant. And I wanted to go over and say hi, but I didn't because I wanted to give him his space. But clearly he was at the Metallica shows. So I knew Jericho would be back last week because – Rich Ward was in San Francisco when I thought he was still in England. Um, also, um, why am I also in this? Mm, I don't know. There's something else that has something Fuzzy about England, Darby England. Allen about I don't you know, something. No, about, I don't know. Let's just go to my number six. Okay, your number six. My number six. Oh, I remembered yeah. what it was. Go ahead. See, go ahead. Um, I did a podcast called The Dork Side of the Moon. No, Dork Side of the Ring. These guys are dorks, and they have a podcast about wrestling, and they're fun. They're fun, great guys. 
uh, from Wisconsin, I do believe. And uh, after they had me on, they sent me a uh, Christmas gift. And um, I left it in Los Angeles because they sent it to my buddy Vince. And uh, it was from Hulk Hogan's Beach Shop. It was the a, a postcard, and they signed it on the back. And then uh, they got me actually from the Jericho Cruise. They got me one of actually Jericho's lists. So it's the cruise. It's a clipboard from the Jericho Cruise that has the cruise logo, and it's the list. So nice. you just better watch it because this list might make the list. Nah. Anyways, that was a long way to go for a horrible Chris Jericho punchline. Um, but that punchline. I'm on number six on my list. I'm on number six. Here we go. Here we this go. This is actually my last WWE appearance on the list. Um, <clears throat> and that was a three-way dance at WrestleMania 37, night two. And that was Edge versus Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. This Daniel Bryan sounds a lot like this Brian Danielson guy that keeps showing up on our list. They look a lot alike. They look a lot alike. Oddly enough, they don't even dress. They don't even. They don't wrestle alike. One no. guy is a way better wrestler than the other one. Yeah. 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 It's, it's but it's wonderful. It was a great match. What a fucking uh, fun little build to it. He just kind of throws himself in. Hey, let's make this a three way. Yeah, that, that was, <laughs> it was funny. And it like the payoff was it was just there was a good match. You know, it was a very fun match to watch. I like when Daniel Bryan and Edge both got Roman Reigns in like the little cross face action yes. there. Fun visuals. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's my number six. And it's funny that you uh, have it as number six because we can kill we can keep on talking about it because it's my number five. That's your number five. All right, keep talking about it, buddy. Well, fuck, it was so great. And then as I'm talking about, like, as I'm talking about the people that you see the names continuously on this list, these are because these people literally dominated 2021 and the wrestling climate. You're going to see MJF's name repeat. You're going to see Darby Allen's name repeat. You're going to see Brian Danielson and Daniel Bryan on the list. You know, like, fuck, talk about crossover appeal. Uh, The guy did it at WrestleMania. And then he did it a couple more times. You know, there it's guys that are on this list three times. You know, uh, this list, it seems like it's just a small list, but it's actually, it's pretty fucking good. So number five for me is the main event at WrestleMania um, was the the three-way match. And it was fantastic. And uh, it really, you know, it was one of those matches that really solidifies Roman Reigns. You know, because he beat like two of the best on the way to winning and retaining. And Roman has, you know, most most of the year end list that I were looking at and things, they have Roman as the number one wrestler, Uh, you know, and I don't know how I feel about that. To be honest, I think Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson is the number one wrestler of the year. But um, but, we, you know, after years and years and years of everybody shitting on Roman, it's so funny how this year he seems to have put it all together, the bloodline feud, everything where, you know, and I just think he's going to he continue to year. be great. He had a great year. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Great year. So my uh, my number five <coughs> is uh, CM Punk's return match against Darby Allin. This is one like, of the off. Or what off? Yeah, I know. This is what really made me like, wow. You really, real, 
really realized how much you miss the crowd. Yes. And on a match like this, when you just hear them fucking pop, it or, was so it was so ridiculous. And my great. favorite spot, uh, maybe my favorite spot of the year, was he goes to do the coffin drop, and he just sits up. Yeah. And yeah, then the coffin great. drop lands beside him, yeah. and it was yeah. like so funny because yeah. it's like, yeah, how do we defend against this? Oh, you just sit up, you know, yeah. and. Uh, it was great, and it was so great to see CM Punk and come in and the, to wrestle Darby Allen to be his first match. You know, yeah. you couldn't ask it. And this is, you know, so there's Darby Allen, a guy who I didn't know before AEW existed, yeah. is on two of my matches in my top ten. So yeah. well done, Darby. I killed it, bud. But- Fucking right, you killed it, bud. So that was your number four? That was my number four, yeah. Okay, so what's your Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks? I thought that was your number four. Wait a minute. Did I have that at four? Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry. Sorry for living. <laughs> okay. I forgot. I might have added in another one. But no I, there's not a lot of spots left. Uh, so I'll, the, I'll, I'll the, put it beside it. I'm gonna, it's going to be a tie for Bianca Belair, and the, those yeah. two matches are a tie. I have it written as a tie now. Have it written as a tie. Okay. My number four, because we're talking number fours now. Yes. Is Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers at All Out when the Lucha Bros took the strap. Yeah. That was, a, that was a great match. The thumbtacks in the shoes, the way they had the oh. shoes and they kicked them with the thumbtacks. Yeah. Oh, so much. So much. That's, and that's where, like, literally we got, I think, the new Superfly Snooker moment uh, for if you like your if you like your wrestling superstars to have not murdered people, uh, mm-hmm. like the Ray Phoenix jump off the cage crossbody onto the Young Bucks and Penta. I've never seen anybody jump off of a cage like that. He didn't just like kind of fall down into the cage. He jumped. He got a good additional five feet up. Yeah. Before he went out. Nobody does that. They're falling from a high enough distance. But old fucking Ray Phoenix was just like, eh, you know what? Wee. <laughs> <laughs> he could have said that the whole way down, and he would have gotten to that. Wee. Exactly. Hit, you know? Exactly. Woo. Dirty match, number four for me. Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, championship match. Fucking, I popped so loud multiple times. All right. For me... Number three, Number three is uh, we've already said his name. Um, Number three for me is uh, is Walter and um, what was his name? It's a Rush, the the British guy, the um, Rush. Uh, oh no, Dragonoff. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was my my third favorite match of the year. Um, okay. You know, and uh, NXT 36. And, uh, yeah, it was it's crazy, and it's fantastic. And um, I didn't expect the match to, like, you know, it was just, yeah. it. Uh, yeah. And this is before the NXT makeover. Like, I don't understand why. I don't mind the new NXT, but, um, you know, but this match is like, you know, 
I don't know, NXT just had its own style, and now it's sort of not the style a little bit. It's a little bit more uh, different, but this match is yeah. pure NXT, and, uh, and you know, uh, yeah. Uh, and it brought the end to Walter's reign, 800-day reign as a champion. And, uh, you know, dragging off, fucking what a match, what a match. So that was my three. All right. So we're in our top three now, by the way. I forgot to bring that up. When we yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I think our match, our last two matches are going to be pretty similar. Maybe. But my number three match of the year is uh, the Iron Man classic that just happened between Adam Page and Brian Danielson, where yes. they went the full hour. That's that's my that's my number three. That now, that's the only just... reason why that's not yeah. on my list Great. is because I still have yet to see it. I'm behind on it, so yeah. I'm sorry. I know it should be on the list. Well, it's just my number three. It's your yeah. number three. It's not going to go off the list. I know it's that great. I just haven't yeah. got a chance to see it. But, you know, if we're going to go with my two, my two is, well, it's, uh, it's fucking Daniel uh, Bryan against um, Kenny Omega. That's also my number two is Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega. Yeah, I thought that match was amazing. Yeah, that was like incredible. Like it was so awesome, so awesome. Yeah. It was great. And Daniel uh, Bryan Danielson was uh, working the babyface gimmick still at the time. He hadn't turned heel yet. Yeah, uh, and it was great. But I back to the number three pick. I loved it because he was a heel at this point. Yeah, he spent the whole time picking apart Hangman's crew, and then he came in, and him and Hangman just fought for an hour, deadlocked. That's pretty fucking G. But then, yeah, with that Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, it was just it was watching the two best wrestlers in the world wrestle each other. Oh yeah, yeah, the Grand Slam, and it was just such yeah. a big deal because it's like, get you know, like look at us, we're in New York, and look at how great this venue looks sold out. Yep. And and we're Look outside. At this match too, like the match, bro, is is two of like the the best wrestlers that people have put forward, like as the best wrestlers in the last five ten years. Like these people are routinely mentioned in like goat conversations of like of current time. You know what I mean? And here they are standing across from each other, and they gave us a fucking bar burner. Oh, no doubt about it. Like. 100 percent like so fucking good and so good. uh yeah it's just like you know that to me is like you have the two of the best wrestlers of not only the year of recent years yeah. you know so because we all know how great um uh, kenny omega is and we all know how great daniel bryan is or brian danielson but you know it's like Jesus Christ, you know, like, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of, uh, of uh, what a match that I'm missing that because now we're at number one. And yeah. uh, I think that was my number one, but um, I might have actually missed one. And I always. Oh, that was your number one? I think that was my number one. I think I fucked it up. I think I so missed it. So, Darby one. Allen versus CM Punk was probably your number three. Yeah, but also in there is um, 
is uh, fuck, where is it? I'm just looking for it here. All right, my number one pick. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm surprised it's not on your list. Let alone it should be at the top of the list because it's been the best story in wrestling for the last two years. And that was uh, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Um, and Hangman wins the belt, beats his former tag team partner. Just what a moment. Oh, no, the that's that's first no, that's really why great that should like. Moment. Yeah, no, that's the one. That's the match I haven't seen. The hour on the hour long. Right. No, no. This one wasn't an hour. Which one was the Iron Man? With... That was versus Brian Danielson. And this one is what? What match are you talking about now? The one where he beat Kenny Omega for the belt. Who? Oh, Hangman Page. Yeah. Yes. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, okay. I don't have. I don't have that. I thought that was Kenny Omega versus Hangman. Oh, that wasn't the hour. No, that was Brian Danielson versus. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. No. So this one just happened, right? This one happened. When did this happen? Fucking at uh, the last pay per view there. Or the pay-per-view, yeah, the last pay-per-view. When he won the belt, he, when he won the strap, he won it off of Kenny Omega. That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with that with you. Because I know yeah. you've been supporting, and that was your big storyline all year. Yeah, And I honestly. think you've been calling it since the get-go. And, uh, you know, so that is the match of the year. As far as our show is talking wrestling, I think that you've called it all year long. You know, so, hey, if Roman Reigns beats Brock in Dallas, then that'll be next year's match of the year because I've been calling that forever. Mm. I love that. Well, we got some solid lists here, bud. Like, I'll break it down again. My top ten list was Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston at number ten. Yeah. Number nine was Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Number eight was Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Number seven was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Number six was Edge versus Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Number five was CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Number four was the Young Butts, <laughs> Young Butts, <laughs> was the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, number three was uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson, the hour-long Broadway classic. Number two, uh, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. And number one was Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page, where Hangman takes a strap. That All was right. my top ten. I think your top ten is – I think that's a great top ten. The only yeah, difference got, I have are two Walter You've got, you've got a couple. You've got a couple. You've got uh, – here's your top ten. I wrote them all down. Casey's number ten was Inner Circle versus The Pinnacle. Great match. Yeah. Number nine, Edge versus Seth Rollins. I'm told it's a great match. Number eight – Walter versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Great match. Number seven, Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. Chef's Kiss. Fantastic match. <laughs> Number six, Darby Allen versus MJF. Yeah. Come on. It's a great match. I should have put it on my list too, but we only had 10 spots. Number five, Edge versus Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Fair enough to you. Number four, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Slash. Darby Allen versus CM Punk tie. Number three, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. Number two, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. And number one, that's Kenny Omega versus Hangman. Hangman takes the strap. We all cry as grown men. It's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, wow. I think I don't even think we even need to combine any of the lists. 
even if we do, it's like a bonus five matches and we make it a top 15. Yeah. You know, there's just, just there's just greatness here. These, All of these matches. If you like wrestling, watch any of these. I'm sorry if we didn't talk about Impact or Ring of Honor matches or any New Japan matches. Well, there wasn't a whole lot going on with Ring of Honor this year. But no, you know, Japan, but... there was some really good matches. Osprey had some great matches, you know, like but it didn't mean as much to me because I don't watch it as much. You know, yeah. so this is my personal top ten. They are on there. Honorable mentions to those NGPW matches. And hey, and you want to talk Japanese wrestling, let's talk about Daniel Bryan versus Minoru Suzuki. You know? Like how great was Minoru Suzuki showing up in AEW? And does Daniel Bryan get to go to New Japan? We don't know. With Rocky Romero involved in AEW, the 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 bridge between New Japan and uh, and AEW is strong. Considering that uh, fucking one time ago, the core of AEW really fucked over New Japan because they all court left at the same time, you know. And uh, but look at I before AEW, I was watching the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. You know, all of these guys, Adam Page, I was watching them all wrestle over in Japan. And, uh, you know, there w- they wouldn't be in AEW without New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the influence on AEW with all the factions and everything, it, you know, I find that AEW is more like New Japan than any other wrestling organization out there right now. Um, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, I love that because you know why New Japan's so great because it's like the king of sports in Japan. That's what they call it, king of sports, and it's they treat it like a sport. And I like AEW and how they treat it like a sport. Like one of the best things was when Daniel Bryan showed up as Bryan Danielson, and he wanted a shot at Kenny Omega. He's like, it's not like that here. You have to get you have to get a win loss record. Like you just don't come yeah. in and make a challenge and get to the front of the line. It's not like that. You have to go, go hit the dark, <laughs> hit the dark matches, buddy. You know. <laughs> and before you know it, Daniel Bryan had like one of the best records in Impact. I mean, uh, I mean, on uh, on <laughs> AEW. So he, he went out, he wrestled matches, put the time in, got the fucking matches, and uh, good to go. Um, you know, I just think Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whichever one. He's probably my number one wrestler of the year. Uh, but then again, it's like Kenny Omega is up there. Uh, Hangman Page is up there. Uh, you know, uh, Roman Reigns is up there, obviously. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. Uh, I've always been. Nobody can do. You know, yeah, nobody flies like the Phoenix. Uh, it, it's just like, it was just. MJF and his, like, you want to talk about moments. Like, matches are only one thing. Some of the best moments were on the mic between CM Punk and MJF. Like, oh, yeah. Or, or CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Or, yeah, there's some great shit. There's just, honestly, it was great because you don't get too much of this skit stuff. You don't get too many uh, in ring talk show segments. So when they happen, they're more impactful. Yeah. And smart, so, talking about impact as well, I will say that uh, Josh Alexander, the walking weapon, he had a good, uh, really good match with uh, uh, TJ Perkins, uh, TJP. Uh, I do remember uh, reading about that. 
And, uh, you know, wrestling has been solid all year. Of course, the New Japan is strong. Uh, maybe we might see Will Ospreay versus um, the Ra- the actual Rainmaker, uh, Okada, uh, this year. Um, it's uh, I'm curious to see. Wrestle Kingdom is just around the corner. And, uh, man, I can't wait till we get our Wrestle Kingdom panel together. And uh, and we talk some serious New Japan wrestling because this is when I have to sort of take a little bit of a step back and just let these nerds uh, take over the show for us because, you know, I bring in guys that really know their New Japan shit and uh, and it's always a fun time. So so, uh, you know, that's it. We don't even have to, you know, they've pretty much this is the year. This is the end. Is, what else do we need to talk about from this year? What was great? What are your everything was great? You're spoiled. Moments, that, any moments that really stand out for yourself that you just absolutely loved? Yeah, and fucking that whole top ten list. Man. The whole top just, ten list yeah. was just jam packed full of those moments, like that, like Ray Phoenix leaping from the cage, uh, like that visual will stick with me as a as a wrestling fan. I think forever. It, it's. It, it was huge. That that visual was huge. Uh, Penta's face, his mask ripped, and just blood from getting kicked in the face with the thumbtack uh, Jordans. Like, how about how about Shaq so going Shaquille O'Neal going through a table? Amazing. Who thought Shaq would have been uh, involved in wrestling again at his age? Let alone go through a table. Yeah, and then of course Cody going through a table was most yeah. one of the most ridiculous things ever. Even though he was involved in the Shaquille, Arne Anderson falling off the stage, stage. falling <laughs> off the ring, he's just having a bad year keeping his footing old, aren't? Yeah, but I fucking love him. I'm not gonna talk shit because he will show up at your house with a Glock. Oh, I thought you were gonna say scissors, but uh, maybe it, that too, man. You don't fuck with old Double A. No, you do. You definitely do not fuck with Double A, the Enforcer. Um, I, what what do you think? What are your predictions for next year? Uh, are we going to get a Cody Rhodes heel turn? The House of Black will grow in size. Uh, we may see some more members of the Dark Order. Who knows? We may see some less members of the Dark Order. Who knows? Uh, probably a Young Bucks, uh, maybe a face turn. Who knows? Maybe they turn them face again. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, I think we're going to see maybe a split. Uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy at some point next year. Jungle Boy, I think eventually he'll have to spur out on him his own. They're gonna have to, like, because yeah, it's gonna be exact. Can't be a boy in his uh, dinosaur forever. Yeah, we look at. We don't even have Marco Stunt in the picture anymore. You know, his name's still on the start, but Marco Stunt will be played by Christian Cage tonight. Um, Pretty cool though. What about Hook? Where does Hook fit in everything? Hook goes straight to the moon. Everybody's loving Hook these days. I'm a fan of Taz, so anything Taz produces, I'm okay with. And he produced his son, so I'm okay with that. Wait, uh, so Hook is his son? Yeah. Hook is Taz's son. You didn't know that shit? No. Yeah. Oh. Is that for what? For these what? I don't even know. Yes, it is. Look it up. You're welcome. There's some more knowledge. So Hook is going to take the world by storm. Uh, and then I also, uh, I think we're going to see some more exciting debuts. You, you telling me he's not related to Robin Williams whatsoever? Well, yeah, I think Taz was Robin Williams' third cousin. Oh, okay. Okay. That's uh, what I yeah. heard. <laughs> 
Nanu Nanu. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, honestly, I, we're going to see some good stuff, and we're finally going to get the video game next year, I think. Oh, yes, the video game. Uh, the uh, And not only that, we're, we got the, uh, the Owen Hart uh, classic about to start for the women and the men. So you know when Mark Henry has to announce that main event, he's going to cry. He'll be like, and now is the time for the Owen Hart tears make me, make me stronger, make me feel the you feel, you feel the burn. You keep being you, you beautiful bastard. You feel the burn when you cry. I'm I'm Mark Henry, and it's time for the main event. So that's Mark Henry. Uh, that's him next year doing the Owen Hart uh, announcing. He's going to be very emotional about it all. Very and congratulations emotional. to Bret Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart, for being the latest inductee onto Canada's Walk of Fame. He is. Yeah. He is. Good. I don't know where his where it is yet, but they usually are going to be. They're down in front of uh, Roy Thompson Hall. Uh, I will try to get a picture of this and put it up on the thing probably this week. But Bret Hart has his own uh, a star on the Walk of Canada. It's not like Hollywood Boulevard. There's not like stars everywhere. But like we should Hollywood. do it tomorrow, baby. Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, and I want to definitely go out and seek out the Bret the Hitman Hart star. And Take you know what? It would be great if, if there was like not just one star, if there were four stars on it. As Brett always had on his, oh no, he had four hearts. Sorry, one for each kid. Uh, but still, congratulations, Brett Hart, Walk of Canada. He is one of our greatest imports, exports, and stay-at-home talents. Thank you, Brett Hart, for all of your years of wrestling and acting and just being a role model, you know? Yeah, we love you. Being the best there is. The best there was, best there was, and the and best the there, best ever, will there be. ever will be. And you know what? This is going to be one of those parts on the Walk of Fame where you're not just going to walk all over the Hitman. There's no way. No. If gonna... I see that, if I see you even looking like you're going to step on that star, I am going to throw that beautiful leave my feet short clothesline oh. off the ropes, and I'm going to take you off your feet. I'm going to take you off your feet because he's a good guy, a boy. He is yeah, a good guy, a boy. And I will tell you this. Uh, I will come up and I'll put my arm around your shoulder. And I'll be, you think I'm your friend? But meanwhile, my leg is wrapping around your leg. And we're going to do a Russian leg sweep. Snap back. The old Russian leg sweep. So you better watch out if you try to. And homeless people, you better not piss on this part of the walk of fame. I'll tell you that. I will put a schizophrenic in a sharpshooter, I tell you what. <laughs> I won't do that. I will be very scared the whole time. I'll be like this. No, please don't. Don't do that. Please step away. <laughs> you Have you been vaxxed? Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, that is that is it, folks. Thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, Reese, where can we find you? Uh, what's going on for the rest of the year for you? Listen, I'm not doing shit right now. Like, everything's closed down, so it's kind of hard. You know, stuff's getting tight. All this Omicron, uh, you know. Omicron. 
Omicron. Uh, so we're just uh, we're gonna just keep doing the late night sesh uh, every Wednesday at ten o'clock. You can watch that on YouTube now. Just uh, look up late night sesh KGL Network, and you will find the late night sesh. That's me. All right. We got great guests all the time, baby. Woo. Uh, you can find me. Uh, well, I'm just here on talking wrestling. Um, yeah. So uh, we're here. And uh, where else are where else? Can, oh, check me out on Spotify. I've already said it. I have four CDs on Spotify. Um, you know what? Last year was a breakthrough year for me on Spotify. Uh, I currently have uh, monthly listeners of 17,000 people. So thank hey, you man. if you're out there and you're listening to my Spotify albums. I really appreciate that. And uh, if you're not, why aren't you? So go yeah. to my Spotify. And check out one of my four albums, and hopefully I will have new content coming out uh, this year, uh, as I do have albums that have been recorded. I just have not got to the point where I'm cutting them up yet and uh, putting them out there. So next year, uh, look for new releases on Spotify, and check me out there. And if you want to see what I'm like in video, go to my YouTube page, and hit me up there on YouTube, Casey Corbin, on both uh, Foss, uh, both uh, areas. Uh, with that said, thank you. Uh, you know, and thank you also to our producer Alex Ross, uh, who does a great job, uh, producing the show, despite uh, all the other uh, balls that he's juggling right now. He's got a new baby. Uh, you know, he's in a new apartment, and uh, he's working hard at his other jobs. And uh, you know, thank you each week for uh, for putting out the show. And doing a great job there. We appreciate you. And uh, we appreciate everybody that listens to the Talking Wrestling podcast. And uh, everybody at Never Sleeps Network. Never Sleeps Net. Thank you very much. And thank you, the listener. And, uh, yeah, we're we're going to be back to talk at you next year. I like saying that, even though it's next week. But it yeah. just sounds so much better. So next year, uh, we make your resolution to uh to tune in to uh tnw uh next uh friday uh, when we come out uh, with the new episode and uh and we'll talk to you then all right until then reese myself never sleeps network uh yeah thanks for letting us talk in your ear and we'll talk to you next year happy new year yeah boy Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.